You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Gifted with Sheila White, where we talk to individuals who are using their gifts to impact the world. We want to thank you for tuning in today. But before we get into today's conversation, I would like for you to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your family and friends for new episodes and contents each week. On today's show, we'll be talking to Mr. Kent Huntley, founder of 316 Magazine, who is a flame of ambition with his extraordinary accomplishments. You know, 316 Magazine is a print and digital news medium that conducts interviews, spotlights individuals that are making a difference in their community. When we come back, we'll be talking to Mr. Kent. Get back out there in style when you shop at It Is Amazing Boutique. We have all the deals and steals you need for your next night out. Find upscale clothing and accessories for women, men, and children at affordable prices. For more information, visit our website at www.itisamazing.biz or call us at 815-582-4995. That's 815-582-4995. Welcome, Mr. Kent, to the show. How are you today? (laughs) Hey, Sheila, I'm doing great. Just preparing for your show. All right. All right. You know what? We're going to jump right in here because there's so much that we got to talk about. Like I said, you are a flame of ambition. You've accomplished so much. But I want to begin with how this inspiration for the magazine actually started. Well, the inspiration for the magazine started back in 2000 and actually it started in 2003. I was Mm -hmm. in um, Las Vegas doing a, um, a convention and I noticed all of the um, spiritual magazines were collecting dust versus the secular magazines were all being picked up. And it also was based on the probably way the magazines looked. And from that moment, I decided to, um, you know, it just it was in my mind to create a, a publication that would be on the same level as secular mm-hmm. magazines. That's interesting because, you know, when when, you know, appeal is everything when people look at it. If you look at your food, you want to make sure it looks good. You know, when you're in a restaurant and if it looks good, you're going to try it, even if you haven't tried that particular food before. So for magazines is exactly the same thing. Now, what are the topics that you cover in your magazine? Because this is a gospel magazine. So you're not getting into the Jerry Springer type of stuff. I know. So what are some of the things that you cover in 316 magazine? Well, we, we cover what's happening in our community. Um, current times, we cover uh, music, gospel artists, not just mm. totally gospel artists, but artists mm. who are positive. Okay. We cover um, individuals who are making a difference in our community. We spotlight them. And um, we also make people aware of things that happened in, in our history uh, back in the past. So educate them on things they we call it, did you know? <laughs> so wow. did you know that these... <laughs> these situations occurred in time because as you know, uh, based on our history, a lot of our education concerning black history is not, you know, taught in public school. 
That's right. I that went to is public right. school. Let me just say, I went to public school, so <laughs> I don't know about the private schools, but they don't teach. Um, <laughs> you know, they don't teach us about ourselves. They don't at all. So it's up to us to educate our kids and do that research ourselves because you can't be allowed. You know, um, other people to sometimes to, to teach you everything in life. That's true. You know, a lot of kids nowadays they know about Martin Luther King. But if you go back a little bit further, they don't know about, you know, um, Frederick Douglass or Harriet Tubman and some of the older um, African-Americans that have really made a contribution. They just know I have a dream and they kind of go from there. Um, a lot of young people know about Barack Obama, but they can't tell you some of the history of, uh, you know, going back into the years. You know, some of the other political figures that have made a difference and things along that line. So you're right. You're not going to get it necessarily in school. Um, so you do have to do your own education, your own research. So that's a great segment to have in the magazine. Now, do you, is there regulations for magazines? Because, you know, there's freedom of speech and people are saying what they want to say <laughs> nowadays. And there's so much culture stuff going on, you know? You know, as a publication, you do have to register with the um, United States of Congress, um, okay. the Books and Library. You have to send in your copyrights to get copyrighted uh, nationally. You have to send it in because I'm just go back on the history portion of it. Mm -hmm. Before I even get into all that, uh, even Malcolm X, um, you know, back in the 60s, we don't want his, um, you know, his fight for our freedoms and civil rights time to be forgotten either. And I noticed in a lot of up to date um, stories, they leave out Malcolm X. It's all wow. about Martin King. They do it on purpose, you know. So I just don't, I don't, I just want the, the next generation not to forget the ones who fought and died, you know, for us. That's important. That's, and you know, it's just, the month of February, people are focusing on black history and, you know, the accomplishments that that we have made to this country. But really and truly, I think it does need to be something done on a regular basis because there's so many unsung heroes that are out there that have not, you know, have not had their stories told. And, you know, people that invented certain things that we're enjoying today and African-Americans have created these things like the drive up, you know, we thought we haven't thought about the drive up. There was an African-American that did, that discovered this drive up system, so to speak, to make it I easier for us to that. get our food. Yeah. And so there's a I lot of things. <laughs> there's a lot of things that we have contributed to. So I think it should be education just ongoing, um, just like history is ongoing in school. Uh, black history should be an ongoing thing because there's a lot of things that we can learn as a people. And it gives us the um, the courage and the pride to know that, hey, our contribution has made a difference and a big impact, you know, on this country. So that segment that you do is important. It is very important. And, and you can see to this day right now, we have a governor in Florida, which is purposely um, the Republican Party purposely want black people to forget about their history because it upsets white kids. You know, what sense does that make? <laughs> you know, wow. what you did to us by you know, putting dogs on little kids in the 60s, little girls trying to go to school to get an education. We supposed to be, we supposed to forget about that because it's 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 called education so that we don't repeat what happened in history. We learn from our history so that it won't happen again. But if we allow uh, people like uh, Governor DeSantis to win um, this next election, then imagine on a on a national level them trying to erase what happened in the past in our history. Wow. You know, and, and that brings me to a point. How do you keep the magazine, all the other stories and things kind of relevant um, to the targeted audiences and to young people specifically? Because when you talk about gospel, a lot of people think it's just too churchy. So how do you keep the content of the gospel message and all these stories really relevant 
to, you know, different demographics so that they can be able to, uh, you know, everybody get something out of it as a smorgasbord, so to speak. You know, that, that was that was the reason we started 316 Magazine was to not have the magazine look churchy. You know, okay. to not have okay. a, a pastor on there with a collar. Um, oh, like okay. A because, you know, unfortunately, once some people who are in the world and doing things they shouldn't be doing, they see stuff like that, they they drop it down. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like crypto knives, <laughs> man. So they see that and they go, they go, I can't, I can't look at this because I'm about to rob a bank and I, I put this in my hand. This ain't gonna work, you know. So and they got the devil in them. They're not gonna pick up no, uh, no church magazine. So it was, it was my point in creating the magazine to disguise it to a point where it looks secular, but yet once you open it up, because the magazine itself is called um, three sixteen from the scripture John three sixteen, but God who loves the world so much. Mm-hmm. That he, you know, gave his only begotten son. That scripture itself is powerful. And it was used a whole lot, but it's powerful because I named it 316 Magazine. To t- My ministry was to take the word outside of the church, mm-hmm. to the nightclubs, mm-hmm. to the street, you know, to the thieves, to the crooks, mm-hmm. to the people mm-hmm. out here wanting to create, you know, bad things or do bad yeah. things, to the negativity. So that's what the magazine was all about. And that's uh, part of uh, my mission. Well, what are some of the different approaches um, within the magazine itself? Um, because like you said, it's relevant to the church and the unchurch, so to speak. It's it's a, it's a you know, you know, so what are some of those approaches they're using? Yeah. Yeah. My, my delivery is to do um, events. I do events and I and I, it's not just uh, being a part of church events, but also secular events. So my approaches are doing events uh, in the community partners. We did one event with the um, the Chicago um, auto Auto, um, every year they do it. Mm-hmm. You know the auto show, the auto yeah. show. That's auto shows. Yeah, <laughs> we did an event right, right before the pandemic, um, twenty twenty. We did a show, uh, an event, a segment. We had a booth set up at the Chicago Auto Show, and that was for uh, three days, and that mm. was part of our outreach to uh, put the magazine out. Mm. We um, do a lot of uh, health initiatives in the community with the Univ- University of Chicago, uh, University of Illinois. Those are other ways to reach young people, especially when they're looking for employment. They get a mm. chance to get a copy of the magazine. So we 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 got many ways of reaching young people um, to find out more about the publication. And also when it's about them, if it's something mm-hmm. that they want to um, talk about how they do hair, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, when it's when it's about them, you know, it's OK <laughs> mm. to showcase their talent. They get a chance to um, understand the magazine itself. Wow. And, you know, it's a different type of magazine because, like you said, it's not churchy, churchy. It can reach anyone um, of any you know, background and, you know, things like that. They can find something in there, you know, for themselves to be able to find interest, you know, and things like that. So it's a different type of magazine. So which tactics would you say has been most successful to reach these types of individuals? Because it's not a churchy magazine and they're not going to necessarily pick up something like you said, with a collar on it, with the minister with the collar or something like that. But what tactics do you find that has been most successful to reach out to, to the unchurched? We'll say it that way. Has it been the stories or the pictures or just, you know, the different type of things that they can find to help them? I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's been this, it's all above because mm. a lot of times, um, a lot of times we, we reach out a lot of young people at funerals, believe it or not. You know, when they lose a loved one, their guards come down. And uh, our magazines are at, at at a lot of funerals here in Chicagoland area. 
They pick up the magazine, and at that moment, they'll read a story or article, and it may hit home. And they'll contact us via, you know, on our contact page online and say, hey, I read your magazine. Uh, we did an article. It said, the first issue of 316 said, what do you believe, church, God, or religion? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> do you know a lot of PKs contacted us when they heard that article and they read it? Um, and a lot of churches threw the magazine away. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> no, seriously, that was, that was the first mm. issue of 316 magazine. What do mm. you believe? Church, God, or religion? And it was it was deep because it came from different wow. you know, people's perspective, you know. So, wow. and it's all three, three different, you know, three separate things indeed. You know, and it's true. Trying to reach PK kids, they've been hearing it. And sometimes they're a little secular in themselves because they're tired of just hearing that, you know, preaching to the choir, so to speak. And so they're looking to be a little edgy a lot of times and things like that. Um, you know, what has been the greatest failure, would you say, that you've learned from um, working with the magazine? Because there's different approaches and you're reaching different people and you're, you're building a team and all of the issues that are involved in just building uh, something like this to reach so many people, you know, what is one of the failures you've seen and, and what did you learn from that lesson? You know, some, sometimes actually I used to do an event in Chicago. Um, it was called a gospel spoken word. It was on 47 King drive every Thursday night. Mm. And, um, it failed. It failed. Um, it initially was a success and it, 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 it actually, it, it failed at the same time I shut it down because, you know, wh why I keep losing? I just cut it off <laughs> instead of, you know, losing one part of the other business, you know, just lose this part of it. So the, the spoken word, gospel spoken word was the event that we did every um, Thursday night um, here in Chicago. And that was actually in 2010. We did that event almost for a year and it gave gospel artists um, a chance to come out and showcase their talent. And, um, you know, and also to communicate the magazine to the community. But, you know, sometimes it was it was hard um, later on um, to work with the artists, you know, with, you know, um, some were encouraged. Some wasn't. It's a lot of work doing events uh, once a week. <laughs> it is. That is that's amazing because doing all of these events and then you got the magazine coming out, you got the digital, you got the print, the hard copy, uh, just trying to balance everything. How has this whole project and keeping so busy how do you find the time to balance and, and has it affected your family because they're like i know we were talking earlier like okay i gotta go to school drop people off at school and you just gotta yeah. plate you know how do you balance it all it was it was before i had a family okay okay <laughs> <laughs> it was before i had a family so you know i i, I could um, juggle all those things i juggled them and um it was it was it was great like i say for the beginning of our gospel event we had um, local artists and national artists that stopped by and we had most of, believe it or not, most of the people that, that came to the um, the event were from out of town, <laughs> like wow. Michigan, Indiana, mm -hmm. you know, different neighboring states. They'll bring mm -hmm. their whole church mm -hmm. um, because we, we blended it in with comedy, um, gospel music. Um, it, was, it was a great event. It was a, a great mm -hmm. way to network. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I pride the event on was to network with individuals, you know, people get to know each other. Yeah. And, and, and what are some of the things that are coming up for 316? Because like you said, you're constantly involved in the community um, with, you know, different programs and being a part of the programs and and, you know, promoting different things. So 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 what's on the agenda to what's next, you know, for the magazine? Because 
it's always something fresh. Like I said, it's always something new. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. Each project, each cover of the magazine and the content of the magazine and things like that. So, so, so what's next? You know, what's next is our annual event called Taste the Gospel. That's um, every year. You know, it's going to be September 9th, Washington Park um, from 1 to 6 uh, p.m. That's on a Saturday. Okay. So that's our next event. It's always, you know, we do Taste the Gospel every year. And then in the in the spring of 2024, we'll be doing um, Hattitude. That's our annual fashion show. And we used to call it. Like I say, had it to 316 had it to now we call it had it to Chicago. So um, that's the name of the event. And okay. we do that every year and we feature um, different artists. We had a Michael Jackson lookalike to um, appear at that event. Um, comedy, uh, along with gospel, like I say, it's, it's not totally churchy. It's a straight fashion show. It's it's a fashion show and it's um, keep it just positive. Definitely a positive, good show. And you can find that, it on YouTube. Now you said attitude. Where did you come up with the name for that? Because that's a little different, different, you know. Uh, because every issue we feature, um, an individual wearing a, what we call a royal crown. They're wearing their um, <laughs> their crown, which okay. is a hat, and we okay. feature that in the magazine. And um, with that, we decided to um, showcase the past, you know, spotlight individuals mm -hmm. that wore their hats in the magazine. And we decided mm -hmm. to do an event, the fashion show. So it's been the this would be the seventh um, annual Hattitude show coming up. Wow. Wow. It, you know, it's amazing. You're doing so many things, Kim. What, what is the funnest aspect of your job? Because it is work, you know, but what is the thing that just makes you kind of smile? And you have a good time of your job, of all the things that you're doing from the events to the publications, you know, meeting people There's a whole lot. Well, it, it's that part meeting people like yourself um, mm -hmm. because it's, it's, we are all connected. Yes. You know, we're all yes. connected and yeah. uh, it's about building relationships. We get to meet um, individuals and um, network. And that's what it's all about, you know, and mm. um, I love doing it because I love people. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so, and that's the key. <laughs> that's the key. You have to love people to be able to do this. So who do you get your inspiration from? Because, you know, like I said, you're, you're, you're moving on all axles. Everything is going at the same time. Like I s described you as being a flame of ambition because there's we were doing our research, you're doing so many things and this has been going on for a period of time. So who do you get your inspiration from? You know, I'd say it's been inherited in me. I, I would say God as well yeah. as, um, you know, my mother, uh, my father, you know, I, listen, a lot of times, even myself, I have to talk to my uncle or my uh, father and say, hey, what was um, granddaddy like? What was my, you know, his daddy like? I asked those questions when I was, you know, younger or in the past when I was a kid. And they'll tell me, you know, um, you know, was the granddaddy was a sharecropper. He owned his own business. He did this. Because my father, he was in, a, um, he held his own business for 40 years. And wow. um, this is in us to be entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so you have that lineage, you know. And it's important you said that because as we talked earlier about black history. A lot of people don't know, like, two generations back. They may know their mother's mother and their grandmother, grandfather, but they don't know beyond that. And so all of those stories that are there, um, just the strength, you know, the character and, and, you know, how they survived and what they did. I mean, that gives you something to draw from. You know, you have a constitution yeah. that you can draw from to, to not break, so to speak, because you know, you came from a strong constitution. I often talk about my mother and, and, and the constitution that she gave us. And so that strength I'm pulling from to know that in this world, you can make it 
and you can take it because you have something back there that's been pushing you and that you can pull from. So it's really important that when you said that for generations to to look back, try to go back as far as they can to learn from their ancestors, you know, the things that they went through, because it's really important. And it's a part it's a part of history as well. You know, if you can just looking back over your career and the things that you've done, the successes that you've had, Kent, um, what would you say you would do differently? Because like you said, you tried something, it didn't work. You said, let that go. <laughs> but what would you say um, if you can look back that you would just do differently knowing what you know now? You, you know, I would I would probably have um, sooner embraced the digital age. Wow. And it's and connected my footprint on a digital platform. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I did attempt to, I attempted to in actually in 2010, 20, 2012 I did. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but but like I say, I would have done it on a, on a different level if I could just, you know, rewind time. I would have yes. changed it. But honestly though, those things, I say things sometimes, um, they fail for a reason so that you become mm-hmm. successful on the other, other end. Cause you learn from those things. That's true, that's true. Now, now, how do you stay on top of the industry trends, things that are going on? And, you know, there's always something new coming up, you know, and um, new approaches and things like that. How do you kind of stay abreast of everything that's going on in the industry? You know, prior to um, starting my own business, I used to uh, work for a company. I worked for Chase. I worked for uh, other, even a technology company in the past. And they always stressed the word, I mean, Tandy, they always stressed the word change. Once we got to work and we uh, start at one program, they'll say, mm, mm. new program to work with now. So we mm. always was changing. So that that became part of my culture to embrace change. Don't run from it. You know, I know it's a ritual <laughs> to get used to stuff and like it the way it is, you know, because we habitual creatures. It's just wow. what it is. But That's true. <laughs> change is good. And um, I embrace change and I try to find the best talent out there. You know, mm. find some good talent, people who who um, believe in their dreams and um, see things differently from the norm. You know? Wow. How did you know when you really made it that, you know, you said, hey, this is something good. This is successful. Uh, when was that moment that you looked back and said, OK, I, I, I think we got it. We got it. We're in our niche. We're in our groove. We can we can coast on through here and, 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 and get through and make it, you know, uh, to the top, so to speak. You know, it, it, it's, it was a matter of getting the compliments people kept saying to um, to me, you know, this is the gospel jet, you know, and um, it, it's ironic that um, <laughs> I actually um, was, I grew up maybe a block from Johnson Johnson when he first opened his office up, mm-hmm. you know, in Chicago years ago. I, I didn't even know it then. Like I say, I had the, when I read the history mm. of his bio and everything, I realized, wait, wait a minute, it was on State Street. I used to you know, live around that way. Wow. And, you know, it's, it's the, the, the building is torn down now, but I guess I used to walk past mm. there a lot. But this man mm. used to um, operate out of that storefront, that office location. Again, that's history. <laughs> that's some more history that yeah. people need to know. And then you can look at that and say, hey, you know, like you said, I'm doing this, but you can look at that person and what they've done and, and draw something from that, you know, as well. Now, would you say you have more conservative goals or just ambitious goals with this magazine and the approach that you're using? Because um, you can you can only kind of go so far with the gospel, so to speak, where people start looking at you and saying, what is he doing? What is he what is he talking about? And why is he covering this person? Are you getting flack or something like that 
from your goals that flagged, you have? I, I, I got flagged before. I got flagged before when I mixed comedy in the first editions of 316 Magazine. A BLT, he's a comedian locally in Chicago, and we added his jokes to the magazines, and I got a lot of flack about that. But people, wow. the younger generation loved it. They loved the comedy he was telling in the magazine. <laughs> but, it, you know, it, it started affecting our bottom line. So we, you know, I, I pulled it. I pulled it, um, the comedy out of it. You know, he he got he he, he got a lot of shows booked from it. <laughs> got his name out there, which is great. That's great. Yeah, you know, yes, and yes. Um, listen, he contributes to, to the success of 316 as well. So, yeah, you know, yeah. the comedy, you know, but... It, um, <laughs> It's important, though, you know, to have diversity because people like comedy, especially church people, they need to laugh, too. You know what I'm saying? But they're looking for something different. You got a whole wide spectrum of, of church people, you know what I'm saying, that are all over the place. So it's so it's kind of hard sometimes to be conservative and then to be am, ambitious and try to do this, cover that and be at certain events. And, you know, it's even the people you mingle with sometimes, you know. Well, it's like this. 316 Magazine is about people. And, and I know sometimes in church, people put on their best face. You know, they do. And the church is a hospital. That's yeah. what church is, a hospital, mm -hmm. you know, for the sick. Mm -hmm. And um, the pastor in Chicago, even you've seen during COVID, mm -hmm. the pastor, a lot of times, is that that therapist to that group of people. It really is. I know a lot of people stop going to church. And you see how mm -hmm. some of this crazy stuff going on, especially in Chicago. But, wow. you know, when the doors are open, it helps people from, you know, deciding, you know, good from bad. It really mm -hmm. is. It's therapy. Mm -hmm. People need yeah. that. You control anxiety, depression, all kind of stuff. They can't, mm -hmm. because in our community, we look at each other like you're crazy. You go see a psychiatrist. Wow. You know, it's in our community, you're right. What goes on in the home stays in the home, as they say, <laughs> in the right. black culture, you know. You got to go to church. To, that's the psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> Very you know, true. Change after the you know, service or doing service three times, but it's better than paying what two hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> it's true, very true. And a lot of times, people go to the church to get the help. They go to church to get the food or to get the bills yeah, paid or to get the counseling. It. What am I going to do with my kids? My child is locked up. I need this. Or I need that. So you know, the church has really been a mecca for our culture, you know, to, to, to solve problems, especially in the early days, you know, everybody right. went to the church. They went to the church to get information of what was right. going on in the political scene and what was happening. So it has really been a source of, of, of uh, information, you know, for a lot of us, you know, growing up in the church and, and just for people in general, you know, and so I'm glad that, like you said, it's a hospital, but it has been a place where we could go get information and to get help from people and to get help from our leaders, uh, you know, true. so to speak, and things like that. That's really, really important. You know, what's what's coming up in the next issue of, um, you know, 316 Magazine? What do we have to look forward to? Because I know it's something good and something great. <laughs> well, well, the cover the cover story, we're still working on that. And mm -hmm. as far as the, the general subject matters, did mm -hmm. you know? Um, just history. Um, we keep on that, you know, things about what took place. Like, I didn't know until we researched and found out that Central Park used to be uh, a Black community called Seneca Village. And they wow. took the land from the Black people and turned it into Central Park. They could have picked any other place in New York, but they decided to take it from the well-to-do Black people and they made, named it Central Park. They took it all away through, you know, domain, um, intimate domain, but it can take houses and homes and give you whatever the market value is they did that to the um, black community that was well to do middle class 
Wow. And, you know, it's, it's so important because uh, this is a very powerful platform, um, this magazine, because you're bringing so much information, encouragement, fun, letting people know of the upcoming artists that are out there, possibly comedy, the different events that are going on and and the stories that are very positive, whether it's a political story or whether it's a story about somebody doing something very positive in the community. People need to know. And that's very, very important and things like that. How can our audience get in contact with you and get in contact with the magazine? We want you guys to subscribe to this magazine, get your subscriptions up and things like that so that you can find out what's going on, what's happening. Um, and it's something for everyone. You know, doesn't matter if you're in the Chicago area or not. It's for the suburbs. It's for, you know, South side, West side, all over. Right. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. All over the world. Yeah. And they can, they can go to www.316magazine.com. And also I look forward to um, our partnership with yes. Road to Eternity being a part of 316 Magazine as well as being in the publication as well. Any content that you all would like to share in the magazine, I'd be happy to provide it on our platform. Yes, and we're so excited to be partnering with 316 Magazine. So you're going to be hearing more um, about 316. We're going to be uh, telling you how to get more subscriptions from them. Um, if you're an artist out there, or that there's something that you're doing positive in the community, we want to know. We want to cover you in the 316 magazine and let other people know. Um, and we're open for advertisements as well. If you want to advertise in this magazine to support it any way that you can, we definitely appreciate it. And we're looking for a powerful uh, partnership that'll be taking place. So you're going to be hearing more from Kent and you're going to be seeing more of him and hearing more about the great events and things that are going on in the Chicago area. I want to remind everyone about the event that's coming up on September the 9th in Washington Park. Taste of Gospel. Man, you do not want to miss this. This is going to be one that the whole family can enjoy. So Kent's information will be on our website as well. If you did not hear this entire broadcast, I want you to visit our website at www.road2eternity.net. You'll get Kent's information on there. You'll find information about 316 Magazine. Um, we'll be sharing in the future more things about the partnership that's going to be happening and going on. We're really excited. Some great things are happening um, with the magazine and great things are happening with R2E, Road to Eternity Media. So subscribe to the magazine. I want to thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.